Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana. And I'm Brooke. And this is episode 83. Today, we're going to be talking about pandemic movies. Yeah. I love me some pandemic movies. <laughs> I know. Brooke is so excited that we're doing this podcast episode. I really am. Yeah. I really, really am. Yeah. And do you know, Brooke, this is our 50th episode together. I was, you know what? That was in my mind when we were talking uh-huh. uh, just a little bit ago. And I was going to say something, but then, you know, how we are. Yeah. We just keep on talking and bringing up all these <laughs> <laughs> different, we like go from subject to, or like different topics, like so quickly uh-huh. when we, our discussions. So I totally forgot to bring it up, but thank you for saying that. That's, that's such an honor. I can't believe we've done 50 episodes I in know. this amount of time. That's I so, know. so fun. It I'm is. I'm so proud. Me Thank too. Thank you, Diana. Thank you. I Brooke. still remember that you're welcome. Cheers. Cheers. We're ching. Clink. <laughs> I remember um, when you had uh, offered the job to me. I remember I was sitting in my living room on my couch uh, breastfeeding David. <laughs> and then I get a little jingle you know, my phone beeps and I get a text and our, your text was so sweet. It was like, I know you're so, so busy. I don't even know why I'm asking you this. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. And I was like, I felt so honored when um, you had asked me. And I was like, oh, that is so, I was like, I say yes to the podcast. Oh my gosh. I was like, thrilled and floored at the same time because I'm like she is not gonna say yes I said but you know I scanned my brain I'm like god we talk about this and we talk about this when we're doing my hair and you know we have such great conversations and so yeah. I was so thrilled and so happy and here we are at you know doing 50 we have 50 in our pocket so so fun it's very exciting so yeah. I love it. And then we Me have, too. you know, we have come to know each other even more than we already did. And um, um, and I just love it. I love working with you. I love you. I love your family. And Aww, um, I just you. I cherish these uh, the time that we get to spend together. So Me, too. I, I feel the same way about you and your family. So thank you for, um, you know, being such a good friend and and a caring person in my life. I love you. I love you too. Yay. The world, the, the world, you know, it, it, it worked for us. Our universe was like, universe. Oh, yes. Yay. <laughs> exactly. So how are you doing otherwise? How was your day? Oh, my day was pretty good. You know, um, like I had mentioned to you earlier, I was like, Oh, I feel really sluggish and tired and sleepy and um, you know, this whole uh, apocalypse time that we're in, I just feel like the schedule has changed time. so much. <laughs> <laughs> we're not in The Walking Dead, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I will call it apocalypse, you know, pretty like that's my term. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I don't know why. It's so funny. But um, it's definitely not an apocalypse. Like we got everything. We still have electricity and water and gas and food in the stores and you know it's not apocalypse but i just it was just when the toilet paper ran out of the stores i'm like oh (laughs) i know i know 
It's crazy. But yeah, I'm feeling pretty good otherwise. Just homeschooling the kids and then um, getting my feet a little wet back into, you know, a socially distanced uh, uh, way that I can uh, manage my business, you know, so I'm yeah. able to provide for my clients and connect with them a little bit right now. So that makes me happy and, and, um, you know, it just adds something positive for me, uh, to do, you know, and, and hoping that uh, everything will just continue to get better and improve. Right. So I, I had a pretty, pretty decent day. You know, I really can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Very so how good. about you? Thank you. How was I, your day? Yeah, I had a good day. I am working remotely still and that's still going well. Um, so that's great. But, you know, I was feeling tired today, too. We were talking about yeah. it earlier and uh, we both think it's because we're staying up too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching all these movies right. so that we can review them. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, but yes, I've been looking forward to today because I get to talk with you, you know, at an extended period of time, because normally, you know, we are working, have our family. So we're usually texting, you know, so but this is our time together. So, yeah, yeah, so I'm really loving it. But I was thinking about everything that we're experiencing in this whole pandemic and and we are going to be talking about you know pandemic movies and outbreaks and zombies and everything else so i thought oh we need to bring up a little positivity in all of this and i wondered what has been your best experience with sheltering in place my best experience during this time, shelter in place, which I guess the acronym is SIP. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Facebook and whatever social media, SIP means shelter in place. Yes. <laughs> um, and I would say that my favorite or my favorite, my best experience during this time would be family, just being with my immediate family, my kids, my husband, my dog. Um, and, uh, homeschooling my little girl, my fifth grader, uh, he's still, I can still do lessons with him, but he's mainly online with his teacher and his class. Yeah. Um, and then also cooking for my kids, doing all the activities with them that they would be doing in school, PE recess, and just giving them that structure in my home, yeah, um, you know, and, and just loving them. And, and we still get ready every day, Saturday, like Monday through like seven days a week, we still get up. We do, we don't just lounge there. Like I had one day where I did not even change my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> we just were on the couch the whole day. Yeah. Me, me and the kids. And uh, that was one day out of the six weeks that we've been in um, during this time. But that was a lovely day, too. It just, I didn't do it again. I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> one day. That was the freebie. See what it was like, because I haven't done that in a long time. But um, basically, it's just doing all those fun things. Crafts, baking, cooking, you know, just ch- watching the seasons change as well. Yeah. You know, because like... When I'm working and the kids are in school, everything's so fast paced. Um, and I I feel like 
you know, I'm looking through my camera uh, photos. Uh-huh. And when this all started, it was raining. I, a lot of our pictures were, were, were are in the backyard. We're wearing rain boots and our rain jackets. And my hair is always tight. And, and uh, it's never going <laughs> to get wet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want that hair to frizz up on me out there. And so just being able to watch the time change or the... Um, the seasons change right in my backyard so closely. It just feels really, really uh, warm and inviting. And this is a time that I will, I may not ever have again. This right. is the, you're right. This time, I have not even had a maternity leave with all four of the kids as long as I've had I know, the right? pandemic. <laughs> yeah. All my maternity leaves are three weeks. And this is already, I'm already moving you know, on the third maternity leave. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so it's this, that I could appreciate. And I think I, I am thankful for that every single day. Yeah. Every day. That's that awesome. is what I am thankful for. Yeah. yeah. So I have to, um, you know, I ask my kids what they're thankful for each day. Cause you know, I think of those who, um, are not in the same right. si- position. Exactly. So, yeah. What about you? What is your most uh, memorable experience during this time? Uh, well, I want to just go back on yours for a second okay. and say that um, your kids are going to remember this, right? And yeah. it's such a special time. Uh, it's just going to be a fond memory for you. It really is. Yeah, thank you. So for me, I, you know, it's a little bit similar. Um, and it's funny because I asked my husband, I'm like, oh, so what do you, what has been your most positive experience? And he says, well, I have time to do things. I have time to do things that I didn't have time to do. And he, and he says, and I get, I get really good lunches now (laughs) and it's because I'm home. That's (laughs) nice. So I'm home and, you know, I take a break from work and I come and I make lunches either just for me and him or lunches for you know, sometimes I'll ask the boys if they're hungry, too. And so and it's nothing big for lunch, but still, it's different than what he's used to, you know, yeah. when I'm not around. And it's interesting because I feel that like through my work that I've connected with them more um because every time I have a Zoom meeting with uh, different groups, um, it's kind of special, right? Because everybody recognizes uh, that's going on and we talk about it. So mm-hmm. not only are we talking about work, but we're talking about how are you doing? How are you doing during this time? So it's kind of, it's a great support system. So what I love seeing is that we're supporting each other either as friends or as co-workers or as family. It's like we're trying to survive together. And I just find that just really, uh, just really awesome that we're all reaching out to each other and trying to make the best for, for each other. Because I think because we're isolated and we don't see people out and about that this is our connection. Yeah. Oh, you're very, that's nice that you have that. Yes. And yes, I know that. And I'm very grateful to that. And even in those meetings that I have, they'll ask me, how are you doing at home? And sometimes I feel and I don't mean I feel guilty, like I shouldn't have this, but it's me, my husband and my three sons. And I don't know, I kind of feel like not too much has changed, except for that we can't go out anywhere. 
but we've always had dinner together and uh, they tend to be a little bit more homebodies anyway. So I kind of feel it's somewhat similar, right? So I'm not feeling a super drastic change. Uh, But I know that some people are, you know, and Mm -hmm. some people don't have a family to rely on. They don't live with other people. And so I just feel bad um, for people that don't have that. And the last thing I want to bring up is that I've noticed a surge in creativity in everybody, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. I mean, people are. That's cool. Yeah. People are doing all kinds of things. Um, like me, you know, restringing my guitar, you know, to Did learn you that go. <laughs> I had it restrung. I haven't done anymore. Okay. I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, I said I was going to pick that up. So I'm putting that in my brain that I need to move forward with that. So I will I will do that. I, I'm, I'm going to commit to myself to doing that. But, you know, people are sewing and making masks and um, I just all kinds of things. I, I see people doing art you know, art and um, uh, playing, playing, yeah, yeah, playing games on Zoom and um, just different businesses and companies connecting that way and and just enhancing that, you know, person to person interaction. So I just find that people are really using creative ways to connect. And I just think that that's awesome. That's really nice. I'm I I want I can't wait to see um, maybe a photograph or a meme out there with the styrofoam cup connected to the string. Yes. (laughs) Maybe that's what we could do for our uh, um, advertisement on headliner. Yeah. We could do the TikTok thing and. Good idea. (laughs) Let's do it. That'd be cute. Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, um, I really, really feel like I needed this question because it's on my mind every day. What has been your best experience with shelter in place? And so friends out there listening, we want to know what you think. What has been your best experience with being in shelter in place? Uh, You can leave us a comment on Twitter at in underscore screens, or you could find us at our Screens in Focus Facebook page. You can also follow us on our Instagram and you can subscribe to our website and our YouTube channel. So my friend, Diana, Mm -hmm. like I said, and as you all know, I am thrilled about this topic um, and I just love pandemic movies. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. Maybe maybe it's the the Thrill. thrill or the suspense and oh. The scarce, I guess. I don't know. But I want to know what pandemic movies have you seen and that have left an impression on you? Well, as we were discussing, there's quite a few that we didn't realize that we had watched. But I recently rewatched a movie that I hadn't seen in a while, but I thoroughly enjoyed. And it started off with this quote. The single biggest threat to man's continued dominance on the planet is the virus Mm. by Joshua Letterberg, Ph.D., Nobel Laureate. So this was the introduction to the 1995 movie Outbreak, 
starring Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, Donald Sutherland, Kevin Spacey, and Patrick Dempsey. Whoa, that is a lot of stars. Yeah. The movie was super intense, suspenseful, and it was so good, and I really enjoyed watching it again. Cool. Um, you know, this film focuses on an outbreak of a fictional Motoba virus, which is similar to Ebola. Um, an African monkey carrying this lethal virus is smuggled into the U.S., and the outbreak occurs in a fictional California town. And, you know, I found that scary in itself because they kept naming our town and towns around us. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so close. I don't like I know. it. I and so this virus quickly mutates into a strain uh, capable of spreading like influenza. So it, becoming airborne and causing a number of people to be infected. And it shows, you know, as one person infects another in a crowd. And I kept yelling, cover your mouth. What are you doing out there that you're sick? You know, who goes to the movies feeling horrible like this? And then, you know, Patrick Dempsey gets off the airplane and he is sick as a dog. And he's like kissing his girlfriend passionately and as his eyes are almost bleeding out and I'm like what are you doing stop I know, I know. and she's all like "Ooh, baby come here I know. like ooh, and, and and he looked gnarly yes Gabe and I both were like ew I know right <laughs> such a good looking guy and he was looking really crappy he fell apart and then on the plane the little boy was going to eat his cookie I and know. like okay I'm I sorry forgot. I forgot yeah. but then he was like oh I'm so sick. And the little boy's like, are you going to eat that? And he's all, no, you can have it. And he's like about to die. Yeah. And I'm thinking, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then his mother walked right yeah. by and says, no, no, no. But, yeah. you know, while the virus itself was very scary, I found the government, the military, the politics involved. That was even scarier. Yeah, I, I mean, I really like this movie, and I remember watching it for the first time in the 90s when it came out. Uh -huh. And I, you know, I never thought that this type of um, movie would come to real life in my lifetime, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty scary. And it, you know, I mean, this was, was this a global pandemic, what happened, or was yes. it just in California? Oh, no, 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 sorry. It was just in California. Yeah. Okay, so it, they caught on to it pretty quick then. And I think in the movie, it mutated because they... Yes, you're um, right. Just, as uh -huh. Dustin Hoffman was um, researching it, they found that it was close to another strain. And then they said that it mutated. So that was really scary that it went airborne. So they brought that up because initially, I think it was saliva that got Patrick Dempsey sick yeah, or maybe blood. I'm not sure, but yes. So then it got, became airborne, which is super scary. So um, I thought that Rene Russo played a really good part, a very important part. Morgan Freeman, um, he was also a really important character as well. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and then of course, Dustin Hoffman, you know, he was so determined to get the truth and to help the world. I mean, he risked so much. He, he did. Stole he stole a helicopter, a military yes. helicopter. You know, he almost like he saved a town from being um, annihilated. Yeah. With Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah. That was, was, that was good. I, it was, it was a, a good fun one. movie. Yeah, it's a good yeah. movie. It had a lot of excitement in it. I was like, yes, yeah. that was good. I have a friend on Facebook and she had posted, she's a nurse, and she had posted that she was watching that movie. And then in her post, she said, guys, this is what it is really like right now. She said those words. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine being a frontline person, you know? Yeah. And for her to confirm that it's um, very similar to r- real life, that's pretty darn scary, I you know? I know. As a healthcare worker, I think. Right. Um, so, um, Outbreak was one of the first ones that I had ever seen. And then one of my favorites is Contagion. Very good. Yeah, that was. Uh, I feel like that's very realistic, like the way that it was filmed. Um, and then the actors, they played such a good uh, role and they were very good in their characters. Gwyneth Paltrow, um, she ended up dying horribly from that deadly new virus. Um, she traveled to Hong Kong. Uh, Matt Damon was her husband. And then he was really surprised that she died. And then after that, their son died. So it was all within like first five minutes, I think, of the movie. You're like, what, what, what? Yeah, exactly. So then Matt Damon is supposed to be immune after they evaluated him on uh, under quarantine. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like the crazy thing is, like you said, it just the virus had spread so quick. Um to me, this movie was just, it was just so realistic and it shows so many folks working hard, you know, to try to contain this virus, find the source, you know, the public gets scared, the people are under lockdown and they're trying to flee. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Martial law took effect, uh-huh. the military, you know, enforced. And if you watch the trailer, what was scary to me in the trailer was when Matt Damon, he was trying to leave the city and he's like, we're not sick. And I'm like, Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so scary. Um, and then there's Jude law, you know, where he's that conspiracy blogger. And then he's also the one in this movie who is determined to uncover the truth or at least bring out those conspiracies. Kate Winslet played a pretty good part. Um, she worked for what would be the World Health Organization, and or she was at a race, you know, against time to research this virus and its origin. Um, and so there were other actors in this movie that played very, very good parts. Right. Um, and then at the end of the movie, they did a little, um, I would say, like an infograph on how this virus where it started right right that was pretty good to see like how simple something can be like we think it might be like oh really that's how it got you know that's how it spread but scientifically if you were to read about um i found a really good article on cnn it was contagion versus coronavirus and how they're the movie is similar to Uh the virus it's 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 pretty interesting, you know, it has yeah. a lot to do. Well, this could be a theory. I am not a scientist, but the wildlife. So it was really interesting. And in contagion, it was a bat, right? 
that's yes, it came yes, from a bat. Yes, kind of like what we're going through. That right in now. fact, eating a, eating a banana infects the pig. So and then it just goes on from there. Um, I totally agree with you that this was probably out of all the movies that we saw the most realistic. And I just thought it was the scariest because it was the most realistic. Right. It's like, oh, my gosh. It was scary. But I really, really liked it. And what's funny is I was looking for this movie to try and stream it. And I looked everywhere to stream it for free and I could not find it but thankfully I asked my husband and he's all oh yeah we have this movie I'm like yes yes oh how funny so we he we, I was searching through all of our hundreds of movies because he's a DVD collector not a real collector but he's a collector meaning he just loves to watch DVDs and always has so Uh we had it we actually had it with Outbreak but I had already watched Outbreak and so I'm like oh we have both the movies in a you know a two-pack oh cool so I was able to watch it and um yeah, again, because I'd seen it before, but I really wanted to rewatch it. And I loved watching the different storylines happening all within this movie. So I thought that that was just a, a really good um, aspect of the movie. And I felt so bad for Matt Damon's character. And I was not happy with Gwyneth Paltrow because she was cheating on her husband. I mean, they just kind of threw that in there, right? So he finds right. out, here, my wife's cheating on me. Now she's dead. So I can't even be mad at her. Um, and I was very sad when Kate Winslet's character died because she was trying to rush and, and figure out, you know, how to trace it. And it that's what I think made it so believable because... She was trying to find the links and you thought, oh, yeah, you're following her and you're thinking she's going to do it. And then all of a sudden she up and dies on you. Um, But this movie, like the other, I was so irritated with people coughing on other people. It's like, okay, you know, you're sick. Why are you coughing on other people? It just drives me crazy. I know. And um, I, too, appreciated that. Um, at the end, they trace back and show you how the virus began and that this was a star-studded movie. So um, I think it's a must-watch. I think people yeah. should watch this if they haven't already. Before it started here in our society, um, the movie Contagion was free somewhere. And I was like, ooh, I want to watch it again, even though I had just recently watched it um, within the last six months. And then I was like, Oh yeah, it's free on here. And I go to it and I'm like, Oh no, it's not free here. Okay, it's I, maybe it was over here. And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, yeah. no, it's not free there either. <laughs> like, oh man. So yeah. um I still want Gabe to watch it. He hadn't he didn't watch it. Because when it first started out here with coronavirus, COVID nineteen, he was like, Oh, I don't want to watch anything like that. No. Uh. And then uh, <laughs> and then he want, he decided to watch Outbreak. And that's when it started. So um yeah, he still needs to watch Contagion. Yeah, well, he should. You can borrow my DVD. All right. Thank you. <laughs> I'll yeah. be, like, be like Netflix, right? You know? Exactly. Dropping, exactly. It, dropping it to you. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about ah, one of my favorite uh, movies. Um, one of my favorite pandemic movies. Um, it's I Am Legend. This is on Prime Video for anyone who wants to watch it. And also, we do own this, too. Um I'm so excited because, you know, Will Smith is, I just love Will Smith and I love Will Smith movies. And I think this is one of my favorite of him. It's a 2007 American post-apocalyptic action thriller based on the 19th 
54 novel of the same name by Richard Matheson. So what I love about this movie and all the pandemic movies is that so much is given to you in the opening minutes and you have to pay attention to understand everything that is about to play out. So this movie opens with a TV news interview in New York City with a doctor who's played by Emma Thompson discussing how she is genetically engineering the measles virus to be a cure, a cure for cancer. And I'm thinking, uh oh, this is not. That sounds like a scandal. Um, Yeah, I'm like, okay, this does not sound. uh, Yeah, it's like when you start playing with, uh, you know, dinosaurs or anything, it's like uh, things mutate people and they don't end up being how you originally had them. So this this is my experience. So I'm like, oh no, this is not going to end well. So we cut to three years later. And we see a deserted ruins of Manhattan and a car's racing through the streets. And it is Robert Neville, who is Will Smith. And he has a dog. You know, his companion is his dog, Sam, who is played by Abby, a German shepherd, which I think is very cute. Mm -hmm. Um, And they are chasing a herd of deer. And they finally find one. And, you know, Neville raises his gun to shoot it. And then right as he's about to shoot it, a family of lions attacks the deer and he lowers his weapon and watches. And I was thinking that it was so kind of telling of his character because I felt that he recognized this family unit, you know, that it was taking care of its family. And I had a baby with them. Yes. So it was like, oh, so he just kind of like put his gun back and thought, you know what? (laughs) Let them be a family. They're they're trying to survive and that's what they're doing. And it was, you know, just these little things throughout the movie that really um, uh, made me love it even more. And so basically this virus has killed 90 percent of the population, 90 percent and 9.8 are vampire like cannibalistic mutants called dark seekers and then 0.2 percent are immune including robert neville so i was thinking oh my god those odds are not good at all that's small yeah that's gonna be a lot of years to rebuild um that amount of people i know yeah 0.2 yes 0.2 90 percent are dead yeah where did that is crazy i did not yeah. even know that it would like that there this these statistics were out there well i think it's probably in the book and it's funny because he does uh say it when he meets up with the gal that uh oh um helps. i think her name was i wrote it down her name was uh anna anna yes mm-hmm. when she when they're talking he's giving her throwing at her some facts so oh, some numbers okay. i didn't catch that yeah so wow you know i'm so impressed with will smith in this movie most of the film he's acting against a dog a mannequin or a dark seeker and this movie deals with isolation and the toll it takes on human psyche. And Neville keeps to a routine in his in this film. And I couldn't help but think of the correlation of this film and what we're experiencing with the coronavirus as far as being isolated and, and trying to keep a routine. Um, I was reading that it helps our mental state to have some kind of control, some structure, you know, some normalcy. So 
I think that is why I feel so much for Robert Neville in this movie, because I could not imagine being alone in this world. I honestly, honestly, I really think I would go crazy. I need people. I, yeah. I, I need them. There are some people that I think can kind of be alone, loners, but that's not me. <laughs> I'm not one of them. And again, on Will Smith, because I just you know, love him in this. He just plays his character perfectly. I mean, he's a family man. He's a determined uh, scientist looking to find a cure. And he has this admiration for Bob Marley, which I think is very cool. And that he even names his daughter, or they name their daughter Marley, you know, because of how much they admire Bob Marley. And that he has all the words of the Shrek movie memorized. That was hilarious. I was watching that, like, cracking up. Like, yeah. Having that ability to m- repeat the entire movie I of know. a kid's movie is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And he's just standing there like it's normal, you right. know, like, oh, like the way he was yes. talking donkey. And it was yes. so cute. I loved yeah, it. I loved it, too. Yeah. And, um... There is a heartbreaking moment in this film, but I I didn't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it. So I won't say what it is, but I hope that people will watch this movie if you haven't and rewatch it, even if you have. Because I have seen this movie numerous times and I still felt like I learned some new things. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, you'll see things that you didn't really notice before. Like I noticed um, what tripped me out this because I, I watched it the same evenings that you watched it recently. Like, it's funny because I, it's funny that we're on the same level, right? Yeah. Yeah. You are, we're on the same level. <laughs> anyway, um, he's in Times Square standing there just looking because he's like trying to follow the deer, I think. Yeah. And then um, there's, you know, right where a lot of people will film or like, um, you know, play their guitar right in the middle of that sidewalk where it's like high traffic um, oh, yes. area. Uh-huh. Just picture like four foot tall weeds. Yes. All in that area, just weeds. And I can't, I think that the set was so good, even though I'm pretty sure a lot of it was CGI. Um, I think those little details really just made an impact for me. And it just really made that isolation real. Yeah. You know, with like the gridlock of the cars, um, you know, like how he makes friends with the mannequins. Um, right. You know, and he, he the way that he interacts with the mannequins right. is if I that's love the it. first time he's seen them before. Uh-huh. Like, oh, who's that? Oh, I don't know. And then he actually got flustered, you know, when he was like admiring a female mannequin. I know. I you saw- know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it was um, yeah. the bacon. Yeah. You know, he got upset at Anna yes. for cooking the bacon. Yes. I was saving that, yeah. you know? Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of good moments, um, a lot of things that you just um, maybe not didn't have, had not noticed. Another thing that I noticed in the movie that I may not have noticed before was like a really quick flashback of his wife and his daughter in the kitchen when he woke up after being um, in that car accident and Anna and the little boy. So Anna is played by 
Alice Braga, who she is the main character in the uh, FX series Queen of the South, a drug cartel series. And then the little boy that she's with, Ethan, he is played by Charlie Tahan, and he is in a series that we watch, Ozark, another drug cartel series. So Anna and Ethan are in the kitchen when um, Robert wakes up, but he sees his wife and daughter in her robe. And I'm like, at first, I didn't catch that. I, I rewound it. I was like, oh. Is that lady wearing his wife's robe? What oh, the heck? Oh, I didn't notice that. Okay. Yeah. So then I rewound it and I was like, wait, who, what? And so then he just saw that in his memory, you know, which is so, so, I mean, there are a lot of heartbreaking moments in that movie. Yeah. Right. There's there more are. than one, but there's like a really big one that Diana probably cried. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's definitely another one of my favorite movies. I watch it every year. Um, I just love it. I yeah. just love it. So, Me too. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for your recommendation. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, I I actually cannot remember if I've spoke about this uh, Netflix series before on the podcast. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but um, I still recommend uh, this series it's um i think it's about six episodes or eight episodes maybe it's a limited series and it's called pandemic how to prevent an outbreak and it's you know documenting men and women on the front lines of battling influenza and uh the steps that they take with the who the world health organization and working towards stopping the next global outbreak or preventing it. And so um, I thought it was incredible. I really think that this one um, has a chance to win um, an award and probably has already been nominated because I thought that it was shot so well. Uh-huh. And then um, one of the lab uh, startup companies uh, in this documentary, I actually saw him on working on our current COVID-19 on one of the, like CNN or so, he was being interviewed. Oh, wow. On CNN. Yeah. So it was pretty, it's just crazy because this was filmed just last year. And then at, um, they kind of were able to work in COVID-19 into this documentary. So oh, wow. I'm not sure how long this project took for them to make, but they were able to include 2019 20s COVID-19 into this documentary. So it was pretty interesting. Now, initially when this first came out, I think when I would share it with people like, oh, I watching this, their initial reaction was like, oh no, it's too scary. I can't watch that. And I'm thinking, oh, you know, I thought the same thing because the title, um, the headline was in big, bold red lettering. And yeah, it does look a little intimidating because yeah. we're in a pandemic right now, but it wasn't scary because it's amazing to see so many knowledgeable scientists working and researchers working and doctors and nurses working so hard uh, and putting their lives out there 
when there isn't a pandemic and when there is a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And like there's third world countries that this happens to them every season. Okay. Yeah. Like this is, it's just crazy that, that, that it happens so often, like I, you know, but it just, it's, it's not as widespread, but that's because there's these amazing people, um, that are out there working so hard to keep this from reaching other countries. Right. So it's amazing. I really, really recommend it. It, it, You learn a lot. You learn a lot. It it inspires you. It makes you think, wow, if I could go back in time, you know, I'd love to do something so meaningful, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, this is the job that these people, they're make they're, they're changing lives. They're, they're, they're really doing an amazing job. I I just can't recommend this in anymore. It's just, it's not the top of my list. Oh, wow. It really is. Yeah. It's cool. It's it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try to check that out. I think you should. What else did you see? Well, I had heard about this movie and um, I believe you've probably watched it, but I watched Train to Busan. It is on Netflix and it is a great movie. It's very entertaining and exciting. And I really liked the story and the characters. Uh, It's a 2016 South Korean action horror film directed by Yon Song Ho. And I probably am butchering everybody's names, but I just wanted to give them credit. Uh, It's starring Gong Yoo, Jung Yoo Mi, and Ma Dong Siok. They all did an amazing job. That's what I yeah, want to say. Um, most of the film takes place on a train to Busan where a zombie apocalypse suddenly breaks out in the country and threatens the safety of the passengers. There is the main relationship between a workaholic father and his young daughter, also a man and his pregnant wife, a young baseball player and his girlfriend, two elderly sisters, and a homeless man. I really appreciated the relationship between this father and daughter because even though the daughter is so young, she teaches her father to think beyond himself and to think of others. I think the relationship between all of these characters elevated this movie from just being a regular zombie horror film. Yeah. Um, And by the way, these fast zombies scared the heck out of me. Um, And... I do want to mention this was in subtitles. And I think that that's what initially scared me uh, from watching it. But please don't let it because you just, you know, are absorbed in it. And I tend to be watching a little bit more foreign films. and I'm really appreciating it. So, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Actually, my son, uh, my eldest son does not like scary movies really at all. Uh-huh. Um, and he's the one that was like, Mom, let's watch it. All my friends are saying that it's so good. And so we stayed up late uh, one night when we first heard about it. And we watched it together. And boy, did we have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> because they're the fast zombies. And then we watched it just before bed. So we're like, <sighs> you know, yeah. it was just like your heart is pumping. But you made a really good point about the relationship with the people on the train. They did such a good job. Uh, building those uh, likable characters, right. you know? Yes. Um, so I really, really like the movie. 
Um, and I just felt like there were so many moments where I'm like, oh, they're all going to get eaten, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's an intense one. And I re- I love this movie. Um, the characters are great. I like the fast plot on the train. I thought that was really cool. It's really intense. And these fast moving zombies totally remind me of the movie World War Z. Mm-hmm. So uh, World War Z is um, the main character, Brad Pitt. He plays a UN worker racing against time, again, to discover the origins of this global zombie pandemic. And so initially, they're just like, you know, you see his family in the car, and then it's going down in the city, and it just all goes from there. So then he just has like... I don't know, what would you call it? Like, not authority, but he's got protection, right? I mean, people need him. The the government needs him to uh, find out where this started. And so his family, they're kept safe while he goes out there. And it's like he's going from adventure, from one adventure to another, from one country to another. Yeah. And then we see, um, I think they were in like the Middle East And then all the people were like chanting and then they get on the microphone and then those fast zombies just start like piling up and they break, you know, they get over the wall. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, And so, yeah, it's an adventure movie as well. It's not just, um, you know, and they're stuck in one place. Like the guy moves from city to city, country to country until he has found the vaccine. And, um, I think it's definitely a movie. It's, it's one of my favorite movies as well. It's up there with one of my favorite movies. So, um, what are your thoughts on the movie? I, yeah, I like this movie a lot too. I, and I am so scared of fast running zombies. That's just so, so scary. I, I, I would be dead, dead. Yeah. Well, these <laughs> ones are last. really fast. They like animate the zombies. So they go super fast, just like train to Busan. Uh-huh. So like, um, the, the, the Netflix series, black summer, they were fast zombies, but they just ran as fast as a humid, right. a human could yeah. naturally go. Uh-huh. Whereas these movies train to Busan and world war Z they're animated to where they can move faster, like yes. really fast. And they can jump like when aren't yeah. they jumping on that, trying to reach the helicopters and everything. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah. But he was, Oh my gosh. Like, he would be on my. He would be in my contact list if I knew a person like Brad Pitt in World <laughs> War Z. I would want to know that guy. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the part where if he happened to die, his family would no longer have protection. I did not like that at all. Oh yeah, that's not right. I was like, he, yeah. you know, put his life out there for. Humanity. Everybody, yes. What the heck? How can they just, like, turn their backs on him just because he's no longer there? He died because he was fighting for the cause. Yeah. They should have protection for life. You know? I it's agree. crazy. Yeah. So, that was a good one, though. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, you guys, you got to find out how it ends. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, a short documentary that I recently watched, and I found it waking up 
one morning just looking on YouTube and it's it's a documentary that I found on YouTube it is not a YouTube documentary um, and so the the subscription or the channel that I watched this documentary on they had rights to uh, show the video but they they are not the producers of this video so it's called Spanish flu 1918 so if you were to just go on YouTube and just type that in I'm sure that you'll find it it's it's really in, informative it's historical documentary about the 1918 swine flu or what they called the Spanish flu and the and also how it affected World War One in spreading the disease among troops, making it into a worldwide plague and devastating the population. This video covers when it began, how and where it spread and the symptoms, how it affected America and whether this could happen again. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was so good I was in I was like um, not inspired that's not the right word but I was very intrigued by this documentary I shared it with my dad that same day I told my family you're watching this all of you are watching this and that was like our movie night one evening uh -huh. and everybody in my household appreciated this um, documentary okay yeah, so it's really awesome. good. Yeah, because I had no it. idea about all this. And actually, um, Well, of because... course we don't, because it was 1918, right? And so it wouldn't be unless somebody brings your attention to it. So yeah, I love that there are so many things that we may not just have tuned into or watched, but because we are able to stream them or find them, that we're able to, you know, learn about so many things that are important. Right. Um and then if you, so some of the film that they had in this documentary was um, actual footage and photographs from the time period. So that was really interesting to see how people lived. And then um, if you, cause you watched the motion picture 1917. Yes. It's crazy how they were able to um, replicate um, 19 or the movie 1917 looked exactly like some of the footage oh, from this wow. documentary. Yeah. It was crazy. Uh -huh. Yeah, I can't even imagine having a global pandemic right at the same time as World War. Right. What the yes. heck? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So, okay, Diana, have you um, watched any other pandemic movies that you would like to recommend? I was looking for you know what new movie could i see that i haven't seen yet and i i don't recall ever seeing this movie and it's the 28 days later and this is currently on hulu it's a 2002 british film directed by danny boyle starring killian murphy naomi harris megan burns and brendan gleason um and it's about the breakdown of society following the accidental release of a highly contagious virus. And it focuses on the struggle of four survivors. So this movie had a budget of $8 million, And the box office was $82.7 on wow. this movie. So, That's cool. yeah, it made a lot. And 
they were attributing it to, um, I think this was one of the first movies in a while that had fast running zombies. And I think it probably freaked people out. And they're like, what? So they all like had to watch this movie. So it feels like kind of like an independent film. And I think because it has an $8 million budget, um, but it was really interesting. Like, I wanted to see it. I'm like, how's it going to end? Where are we going to go? What's going to happen? So, um, and then, you know, these actors, I mean, it was from 2002. So here it is 18 years later. And I'm like, um, you know, I appreciate them. And actually, Naomi Harris is the actress who played in that movie Black and Blue that I told you to watch where she's a police officer. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she, you know, has to struggle because she, the police are against her, the community oh, I know is against who she her. Is. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the same it's the same uh actress. So I thought, "Oh, I know who she is when I watched this." So I thought that was kind of cool. Okay. Um now I've seen Dawn of the Planet of the Apes um before and I just it's one of my favorite of the franchise and it stars James Franco Andy Serkis um, and what I have learned about all of these movies and I briefly touched upon it is that all viruses started because somehow man destroys nature earth or tries to genetically create or test viral-based drugs on monkeys or animals or humans. And so I'm like, people, stop what you're doing, you know? It's, it's um, yeah, I know they're all movies, but I just feel like sometimes, uh, you know, movies are very close to reality sometimes, and I think people just need to be careful. Um, yeah. But I, um, I, I, I really like this movie. And if you watch any Planet of the Apes movies, then you'll enjoy it. And if you haven't watched any, this is a really good one because I just love. This is how Caesar began, and and um, it, it's just really good. It's really I good. Know. I know. I love the franchise too, and I grew up watching the original. Um, I also watched the one that they did with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Um, you know, last year. The kids and I did a Planet of the Apes marathon uh-huh. uh, with this current franchise where James Franco started out in Dawn. Yeah. And so I just love, you know, the ape characters and I enjoyed watching these apes evolve. Yeah. That was, and and um, it actually is in San Francisco, so our Bay Area and then the Redwood Forest. Um, I yes. think it's like Mirror Woods. Mirror Woods, yes. Yeah. So it's it was pretty... <laughs> pretty exciting and like being that it's close to home and 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 who doesn't love james franco yeah i know yeah i love james franco yeah obviously i do <laughs> yeah and andy circus as caesar is amazing because i actually really I li- like caesar he's a good good monkey i was gonna say yeah. good guy yeah <laughs> he's a good monkey <laughs> he's a smart good monkey yeah um you know he's so you know he's one of those characters that you just you root you, for him yeah, yeah you do for sure. you root yeah. Him, he's kind of so. like he's kind of a hot little ape too you're just like oh wow he's kind of cute <laughs> if i were a female ape yeah i think i'd want him to be my dominant man <laughs> my alpha he's so smart <laughs> he's got big eyes right yeah he so. totally he's not a, he doesn't he's not afraid yeah you know yeah um who was the dad who what do you remember his john name john lithgow he, 
Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he yeah. was in that one, the first one. That was, and that was where you know, like, kind of, you kind of. If you haven't seen this movie, you guys, you really have to see it because it just really shows why James Franco did what he did. Um, well, his dad has um, Alzheimer's, and yeah. he's trying to help find a cure or something to prolong his father's life. And so mm-hmm. again, he's you know using with, yeah. these drugs and you know mutating them, and then yeah. they're giving it to monkeys. That's where they're testing it. And yeah. so, ay ay ay, but it it the the actual what they're using um, affects humans differently than it affects monkeys so in in this it's you know creates this virus that is dangerous to humans and kills them and so they start to give it to one another in like the flu and the monkeys when it's given to them they become smarter and so yeah yeah so it's very good yes (laughs) <laughs> get your hands off me you damn dirty ape of course that's in the first one sorry <laughs> charlton heston ah uh, nice so, anyways um i would also recommend lightheartedly on Zombieland and Zombieland double tap and i i have uh, mentioned this in a previous podcast, but you know, it's Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, uh, Woody Harrelson, and Abigail Breslin. And you know, it's a comedic turn on all zombie movies. So if you don't want anything too heavy and just want to laugh, I would recommend those. They're I just fun. watched Zombie Land the other day because I was like, oh, I have to watch it because we're going to do our pandemic um, podcast. podcast. And I was like, oh, I, and I just, I do love Zombieland. That, I, that was, that's a great one. He's so cute. Jesse Eisenberg. He's so funny, you know, with all his uh, rules. rules. Yeah. And then uh, Woody Harrelson was great. He's Emma Stone good. was yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I just think like that was such a good movie. It was good. Uh, yeah. Zom- Double Tap, I we, we watched it, but I didn't get to focus on it. So I, I was kind of bummed that I didn't, I don't really know the entire double tap, but I saw parts of it. Yeah. Um, oh, what? okay. So the other, I had recommendations. Um, some of them I've seen. I think there's two on my list that I have not seen, but I'm going to go ahead and start off with um, the one on my list is uh, Containment. It's this Netflix series, and it's an American drama series based on, um, I guess it's a Belgian TV sh- series, Corden. Um, and so this one is also an epidemic that breaks out in Atlanta and then it like leaves a section of the city, um, under quarantine. And so like people in that section, they're stuck inside and they're like fighting for their lives. I mean, there's gangs, you know, people are stealing the, um, military, like the food that is being given to, uh, these residents of the city, you know, and they're like using that as to be sold on the black market. Like it's like drugs or something, illegal drugs, you know, they're like, it's just crazy. And, um, so Dominic actually started watching it and I would, you know, I was making my face masks and stuff and it would be on <laughs> while he's watching it. And, you know, I'm like, what's happening now. And so he was really into it. And, um, it's, it doesn't seem like it has a really big budget, but um, it was pretty decent. So if you just need a little bit of a drama series on um, a pandemic, and then I would recommend that it's on Netflix. Uh, 
12 Monkeys, which I haven't seen in a very long time, but that's a sci-fi classic starring Bruce Willis, and he's a time traveler who is sent back to the 90s to identify the origin of a global pandemic that nearly wiped out humanity. And one of my favorite actors was also in that movie, Brad Pitt. (laughs) So if you haven't seen 12 Monkeys, I recommend that. Have you seen it? I saw it a long time ago, and I was looking because I wanted to rewatch it for this podcast. I'm like, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and I want to get familiar with it, but I could not find it. So Hmm. it is going to be something that I'm going to have to keep looking for. It wasn't on Amazon? No, I I looked. I couldn't find it. So Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll I'll keep looking, and then I'll send you the link if I find it. Okay. Um, Another series that I've seen all of their – movies there's six films and it's the resident evil series and the virus escaped a secret facility called the hive turning the staff into hungry zombies and releasing (laughs) mutated lab animals and i mean lots of different animals are mutated and the ones that they were studying so um this one is really good um oh what is her name um is it mila mila Joe, yeah, yeah Jovovich, yeah, yeah. Jovovich, yeah. yeah. So we just watched, uh, I think it was the first one just the other day, but they're all really good. It's all science fiction. So it's, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit like Kill Bill, but science fiction zombie with creatures and monsters and, you know, just um, futuristic uh weaponry and so it's it's cool you know and like research labs and um you know she's always like hooked up to something she gets captured and you know it's it's pretty it's pretty good it's exciting this Um, is um go ahead what were you gonna say no i was gonna say this is like really at the top of the list for my husband he loves all of these movies all this whole series it's I'm sure he could recite them to you because he loves them so much. So, well, yeah, um, I mean, I think a lot of the population really likes it because it even it turned into a video game. Oh, I was going to ask you. I thought it was a video game first. So, but it was a video game second. I don't know. Oh, actually, maybe it was a video game first and then it became um but they they just released another video game. So, mm. like they just my family just purchased it yesterday <laughs> and Gabe was like stuck in the room playing video games and like the baby was taking care of himself or something. I was like he was stuck on this video game. So, if you if anybody in your household likes Resident Evil the video game, I'm sure they enjoy watching the movies as well. Um so you watched 28 hours Oh, 28 days. Sorry about that. Yeah, 28 days. Yes. Okay. So 28 weeks later is six months after the original pandemic from the movie that you originally spoke about 28 days later. So the 28 weeks later, it's a little bit different. I bet that they had a bigger budget this time because um, it just was filmed a little bit differently. And then we had some of our actors who we like, like Rose Byrne and... um, Uh, Jeremy uh, Renner, he was also um, in this movie as well. So this one, I mean, I like 28 days, but I I like 28 weeks a little bit better. This one is more on like what I like more. Although I do like the first one. I just like this one a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I recommend that. Um, Another one, it's, it's cheesy, but I watch it 
like every so often, it, you know, I've seen it a few times and I enjoy it. I'll just put it on and I'm like, ha oh, look at this. Like so freaking weird. Why are they doing that? <laughs> and it's called the happening. <laughs> Okay, so a science teacher, Mark Wahlberg, and his wife, Zoe Deschanel, they survive, or they're trying to survive this viral plague that causes the infected to die by suicide. <laughs> okay, so like the wind will blow, and then all of a sudden, they like, they, they change, and they're just like, oh... They start like stabbing themselves or like this one guy, <laughs> no, it's he, like, he has the lawnmower. He starts up the lawnmower and it's like the driving lawnmower type thing, you know, where you drive it. Yes. And then he just like lays down in front of it <laughs> and then the lawnmower like chews him apart. So these people are trying to die once they catch wind of the happening and so yeah. they're just like trying to figure out why and then they run <laughs> from the wind and it's just crazy it's just nutty i mean i like it. it you know it's cheesy it's a little creepy it's not that scary it's just more like what the hell is this what am i watching <laughs> Um, have you seen it? I have seen it. I believe we own this because, again, <laughs> my husband likes this movie. I think my son likes this movie. It is not one of my favorites of M. Night Shyamalan. But when you said cheesy, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that totally hits the nail on the head because <laughs> I was like, what? these actors signed up to do this i don't know isn't she is isn't she cheating on him or leaves him in the beginning or something i don't know but i'm like what is going on here but um but i think people tend to start like it it kind of becomes like a cult favorite of you know somewhat because uh people are watching it it's silly. I mean, honestly, yeah. it's it's pretty. It's, it's not light. supposed to be silly, though. Really, it's not. But it's so like it, it's so cheap. Like who just like becomes possessed, you know, because the wind blows. You never see it. You yeah. just hear the wind blowing, and then yeah. and then they're like in a car, and they're like, oh, close the windows, close the vents, and the next thing you know, he's like. The driver's like, <laughs> and then he like drives into a tree, you know, and then the car just takes off. You're like, wait, what the hell? <laughs> oh, gosh. So I just know. I just I like it. It's so it's not supposed to be funny, but <laughs> I laugh at it. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> OK, so um, another one that I haven't seen, but I think that we should um, wait. Have you seen it? No. Well, and Andromeda. I might have. I might have. I don't know. This is an oldie. This is a classic. It's the Andromeda strain. And um, I guess it's based on the 1969 Michael Crichton novel. Uh, and it centers on a group of scientists working to figure out an unknown virus that killed all citizens of a small town. And so I guess they also did a miniseries remake in 2008 on A&E. Hmm. And um, I guess we'd have to just look it up and see if that's something worth watching as well. But I, you know, I love Night of the Living Dead. And so I figure like if this is one of the first like 
pandemic movies. And I, I think right. that it's something that we could, you know, check out. Right. Um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Dawn of the Dead is another like zombie type movie, you know, battling against them. And um, it's, I guess, a remake of the 1978 classic. And this one stars Sarah Pauly, Ving Rams and Jake Weber. Yes. Um, and that's really good. I like this one. I do. It's a good um, one. I, do, yeah. I like it, too. Yeah, it's another, good. another household favorite. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this one I haven't seen. Blindness, 2008, Julianne Moore and Mark Ruffalo, which I love both of them. And um, this has been an epi- This is about an epidemic that causes blindness. And she, a woman who is secretly immune to the disease um, follows her affected husband, who is a doctor, to quarantine and the quarantine facility is an abandoned mental institution. So that sounds kind of creepy. Um, another one that I think you've seen as well, it's Bird Box. Yeah. Um, 2018, Sandra Bullock, Suspense Roller Coaster uh, on Netflix. And it was about Sandra Bullock, um, who's trying to survive in this apocalyptic uh, universe where this widespread, mysterious something causes people to die if they look at it with their eyes. So they're like walking around blindfolded, driving in their car with the sensors leading them, you know, um, the bumper sensors, drive, like helping them navigate through the streets. Um, Sandra Bullock had a very lovely relationship with this man, and then they ended up having child together right or two or i don't know there were kids in this movie and she ended up having to escape to a safe place without her loved one and you know there were a lot of questions we watched it and we were like what the hell is it what the hell was after (laughs) that like we never one of those like what is it um but you know and um i i think a lot of people watched that movie yes i i do remember when this came out and i watched it i think the day it came out and i really liked it um i'm a fan of sandra bullock and this isn't her usual type of movie so i thought it was great to see her in this type of setting Mm -hmm. and um i think at the time it was the most streamed netflix movie to that date wow so it was pretty popular it got wow a lot of reviews interesting Yeah, good, good to it's know. Good. Um, another th- series, I think there's like two or three movies. Cloverfield. Um, I remember the first one, and then I remember this this other one where there's John Goodman, Goodman. in it. I like that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't know if there's a third one that I haven't seen. But um, Cloverfield. So if you were to just look that up, those are pretty good too. Suspenseful, you know, um, like isolation in this in the john goodman one so i thought that was pretty interesting there's i guess there's like creatures outside and i thought they were aliens but i i really don't know exactly what these things are all i know is there was an attack it was widespread and i can't imagine that you know i can't imagine being afraid to leave your house like yeah like that you know like we could still go somewhere right now but um yeah so 
the Crazies, Gabe just watched it. I guess it was about a sheriff and um, there must have been some sort of pandemic um, that was either airborne or maybe it was like aerosol. I'm not really too sure. I watched some of it. I was just in the house probably doing homework or something like that. Um, but there were like, I think the victims turn into zombies or something. But if you haven't seen the crazies, it might be something interesting or fun or light to watch. I mean, it, it, there were moments where I would look up at the TV and then I would just laugh. Like it was kind of like the happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why it's funny to see people like, you know, dying but in these movies the way yeah. it's portrayed i'm just like okay yeah. this is not as serious like you know it's as a movie. some of the movies yeah 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 um phantoms that one's really interesting it was very science fiction um made in 1998 uh, the main character one of the main characters is ben affleck and um this little town was under attack by this by an evil spirit and it almost wipes out the entire population and it possesses the um, people that it kills. So um, that one was kind of scary. It was like because like the first time I watched it, I just didn't know what was happening. So and it was like filmed in, the, in, in a lot of dark scenes so that always kind of scares me when it's just really dark and you don't know what's going to like happen if you open the door or go around the corner or walk into a room or a hallway um and so that's what this movie um the feel of this movie so it's a little bit more scary but it was pretty good and it's definitely a movie like to at least see once yeah so, i haven't seen it i don't think i've seen that i don't yeah. recall it yeah yeah it was pretty good leave schreiber uh -huh. he's, Schreiber. He's Schreiber, he's in it. And then Rose McGowan, um, which, you know, she, um, yes. I feel like, where has she been? But yeah, it's nice to see her in this movie. Um, so it was pretty good. Um, what other shows besides pandemic movies are you watching? I, I just want to take a, I'm like, oh my God, that's a lot of movies, that, uh, you know, that we have listed here. So hopefully people can take the time and at least watch a couple of them, you know? So yeah. I'm thinking, wow, we have, between us, we have watched a lot of movies, a lot of pandemic movies, Brooke. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised and, to know that there are so many out there. And then there are so many that like are zombie-like or, you know, creatures and yeah. I mean, gosh, that's, that's a lot. And yeah, I'm surprised that we've seen that many. I know. <laughs> we'll be posting um, the pandemic movies that we've discussed here also on our blog so that people can um, uh, check that list out, too. Um, but other than pandemic movies... Um, I am watching the second season of Songland, and I'm really enjoying this. I am such a fan of Ryan Tedder, who is of um, One Republic. And, you know, he and Esther Dean and, and Shane McNally, you know, they team up with songwriters to create the next big hit to be recorded by a guest performing artist. And um, recently they had Lady Antebellum and Louise Fonzi if you appreciate music and songwriting, you will like this. Um, I just am really enjoying it. And I had um, read that in season one, all the songs that the... Oh, gosh, let me back up. Up-and-coming songwriters 
come and pitch your song to the artist. The artist picks the top three. Those top three work with the three uh, producers to hone in their skills of the songwriting. Some, some of them are really revamped. Some of them are, you know, not touched up as much. Then they're represented to the artist. The artist picks one song. He picks that song, and the very next day, um, it's released streaming. I believe it's the next day. It might even be that same night. So in season one, all the songs that were streamed that were picked by the artists, these collectively scored 200 million digital downloads and many of them hit number one on iTunes. So that just goes to show you that people must be watching this and listening to and buying that music. So it's really a win-win for everybody that is related to the show because the up-and-coming artists get exposure and experience. The artists themselves, you know, you get to see a little bit more about them and what their creative, you know, ability is. And then you get to see these three really big producers and what goes into making a hit song. So it's just a really good show, and I'm really liking it. Cool. Um, I... Watching also Bachelor, Listen to Your Heart, and um, I'm a sucker for music and love. And so on this, it's basically like The Bachelor, but the dates are of them singing together or doing something musically together. And there is a biracial couple on there that I love, and uh, Chris and Bree, and they are so awesome, and I hope that they last. I'm just crossing my fingers because they're they are a great couple. Of course, there's a bunch of drama. Just FYI, there is a bunch of drama on this this uh, show. All right. Um, I also just have only watched one episode of Run on HBO. It's with Merritt Weaver and Donnell Gleason. And um, Brooke, you know how much I love Merritt Weaver. And I, oh, yeah. I like Don, Donnell, too. Um, but I've only seen one episode, and I am in very intrigued. And they're half hour, and it's comedic. So um, it's basically, I guess these two people were lovers at one point and they made a pact that if one of them ever texts the other and said run, that the other would show up, that they would run off together. So they both have their own lives and this is how the show starts. And uh, Merritt Weaver's character gets run on her uh, phone and she texts back and she takes off to meet with him. Just her family is left by the wayside oh, okay. and so it's very intriguing because i'm really curious where it's going so okay. i almost texted you when i saw this but um i to, from one half hour it makes me want to keep watching so um i'm going to i do want to mention that i finished watching um little fires everywhere this week oh my gosh i highly recommend Uh, That movie, I believe it was eight episodes, and um, it's on Hulu. A movie that I just saw was Dr. Sleep. This is a sequel to The Shining and stars Ewan McGregor as a grown-up Dan Torrance who is struggling with alcoholism because of all the traumatic occurrences that happened at the Overlook Hotel when he was a child. Um, He finally gets to a place in his life uh, finding some peace, but then he meets a teen who has an extrasensory gift, and together they must battle against True Not, a cult that feeds off children that shine to live as immortals. So I really enjoy this film. It was so much better than 
I expected and I would recommend it. Yeah. Um, everybody in my home that watched it during movie night, they liked it. Yeah. So yeah, we watched it too. Yeah. Um, it was good. What are you watching? Oh, well, thank you for your recommendations. That's, that's really good. Um, uh, it sounds interesting. The movie, yeah. the shows that you're watching. Um, I just, I was trying to watch little fires everywhere, but something happened to my, uh, smart TV. So then I had to get out the Hulu and then, you know, whatever I lost it. So then I ended up watching something else and it's called little monsters. And it's about, um, this character, Dave, a, his, his, his real name is Alexander England. And he's a washed up musician who volunteers to chaperone his nephew's kindergarten class field trip after taking, you know, interest into his nephew's school teacher, Miss Caroline, uh, who's played by Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, and, very cool. Um, yeah, they end up going to their field trip where uh, they meet up with Teddy McGiggle, who's played by Josh Gad. <laughs> and um, honestly, Diana, I had no idea what this movie was about other than if you look on um, Hulu, the, the description – yeah. It says, oh, every kindergarten teacher should watch this. Like, it's really cute the way that they um, use their vocabulary. And I'm like, oh, well, currently I'm a kindergarten teacher, <laughs> yeah, a homeschooling teacher. So I'm like, oh, this is the movie for me because I love Lupita. And I was like, oh, I have to watch this. It totally caught me by surprise when there were zombies in this movie. I was like, what? <laughs> Well, it's so, funny. I think I saw this movie mentioned somewhere. I think when I was looking for, uh, it must have been when I was looking for pandemic movies, I saw this name. And so when you had it down there, I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw this movie. I almost was going to look for it. So that's funny. You have to watch it. It's it's funny. It's a comedy. So it's like the zombie land where it's like, you know, if you like zombies, but you don't like to be super scared. Um but, you know, you like the humor and it's just, it's funny. I would uh -huh. definitely recommend it. Okay. Definitely, definitely recommend it. It's really good. Josh Gad plays an incredible asshole. <laughs> 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 and then Lupita was like the best kindergarten teacher ever. Oh, man. It's adorable. Okay, cool. And then there's like that gore attribute to it. And then there's children who are like, bad word bad word you know because it's it's like rated r you know there's inappropriate stuff i was talking to dominic about it and he's 10 and he's like oh do i get to watch it and i was like uh i don't <laughs> think so <laughs> yeah so but i totally recommend it it was so good i i'll yeah i was so caught by surprise <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah Thank you, Brooke. Thank you You're for welcome. that recommendation and all your pandemic movie recommendations. You're welcome. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something that we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. If you could do us a big favor and rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts, we really need your feedback. 
Yes. So we will also be uploading a new episode in a couple of weeks. So our next show will be on 80s movies. Woo! Yeah. You can find our website listed in our show notes. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.